0: I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, beauties. Today, we have a triple threat with us. We have Kim Fisk. A respected speaker, author, and thought leader who is sought after for her ability to convey to audiences provocative concepts and practical ways to identify and navigate what she has coined as the monster under the bed. Can't wait to ask her about this, but I want you to know that she is an NLP practitioner, a certified life coach, and a seven-figure income earner Woo! with relationship marketing. So let's start our chat with Kim. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce to you, Kim. Kim, I'm so happy to have you here today. I love that social media brought us together. Um, I actually found you on Instagram and was really impressed by what you're doing. And I'm so happy that you said yes to being on the show because I want my viewers to hear what you're up to. So Kim, in your own words, share with us all this goodness that you're producing. Okay. Well, it is. I don't think there are any accidents, by the way. So I think...
1: uh, we're kindred spirits and find um, each other, and we're up to helping the world be a better place. So, yeah. So, what I've been up to the last few years? Well, my background has been um, actually I got married very young and had babies very young, so that was my early background, teens background, and then Ooh, um, very early, yeah, very young, very early. I've had lots of uh, opportunities for lessons as I go. In fact, and then I started in relationship marketing, network marketing, my late 20s. And that really propelled me. I realized at that time that, oh, I think I'm one of these kind of people.
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> like we're always so skeptical, but in fact, it was the best thing that ever fell in my lap. Yeah. And 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 even though you have all the doubt as you do in
1: the beginning, there is just a pull that keeps you coming back. <laughs> a Absolutely. glutton for punishment or something, but you... <laughs> You just keep coming back, and you keep because what? Well, okay. To be honest with you, it, I didn't see financial success. Even if some of these companies, I rose to the like top level of whatever hoo-ha-ness they had, but I just got a lot of tax deductions. You know, I didn't really right. make money, but I got an education, and that's what propelled my personal development. And so, I think one of the biggest, if not the biggest, benefits of network marketing type companies, if if you know they're done right. <laughs> Yeah. Is, is what you, how you grow as a person, because in any kind of, kind of sales position or commission, it's really about you are, people are buying you. Absolutely. And so when you need to, you need to go get all fixed before, <laughs> you know, you need to go deal with you. And I always taught my team, I'm like, work harder on yourself than anything else, because there's nothing else that matters in at the end of the day, and so I started doing that late twenties. And even though I I don't think I ever really had nine to five kind of job, I started a, a youth theater company. My family we were all very musical and theatrical, and so I kind of just jumped in. And I didn't have a, I don't have a college degree, and so I just saw needs, and I had I just said, well heck, I could do that, and let me just. But I didn't really make a lot of money at it. It was just more like feeding my creativity value and and. And connection with people and just community. And I loved all the things I, I did with my kids as they were growing up. So, um, but it did come to the point where my, the stars aligned and, <laughs> and my training and all the, the things that I had been preparing for for 20 something years internally. Um, not that it's over because it still isn't, but. Oh, no. um, you know, no, the onion is still peeling, but I, you know, I, I aligned with a company that I actually got to see financial results from my, from my hard work. And I got nice. to see not just the financial results, but the results, but the actual impact in people and the, and the ripple effect that network marketing kind of business structure help, you know, is based on.
0: Absolutely. I, again, people, I don't who aren't in that world are so skeptical of it. But once you are in it and you realize how it really helps people and the residual income, it's, it's powerful. It's really powerful. And the time that you get to take to do personal development work, like you said, working on yourself is the best part of this industry is just the time you get to work on you and then And then you do see those amazing results. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and actually,
1: I have been in a couple network marketing companies that weren't really integrity-based or, you know, so I'm not lumping every one of them into a category and saying they're all good because I know a lot of people that have been burned or had bad experiences. But I also wonder how much of their bad experiences came because they had unmet expectations of what it, it might have been what I call in my book, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But um, you know, a fantasy of, well, I'm just gonna get in. It's kind of like lottery-winning mentality, yeah. right? Where, oh, I'm just gonna get in, it's gonna be easy and I'm gonna get all these people, or people are gonna put people in under me and
0: oh my gosh, I'm just gonna sit on the beach and make money. So some There's of it no is involved in rich, that. Quick, rich scheme. I mean, everything takes effort. It doesn't matter what your business is, it's just hopefully you're doing something you enjoy. Right. And then it doesn't feel like work. But if it's a scam, if it feels like a scam, it is a scam. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it should take effort.
1: Yes, yes. But our natural tendency is to want the least amount of effort for the biggest amount of gain. So oh. I and understand who's that. Who's that working for? Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> even the Raise lottery winners. hand if that's working for somebody. Yeah, I, even
1: the lottery winners are, you know, bankrupt and committing suicide and alcoholics and drug addicts because they got something for nothing that is against yep. the law. It's yeah. against the law, right, of the universe. So
0: that is amazing. It is. It's true. Um, speaking of against the law and the laws of the universe, I know you've got two great things happening. You've got a book, which I want you to talk about called Monster Under the Bed, and you have a new coaching program called Ignite Your Vision. Yes. I'll, and, I'll so start. Have, so the, yes. wait, the woman who was not, I love this because I'm really about self education. So you did not go to college. Nope. You have been working and learning with self-education yep, and you wrote a book and you're yeah. a coach and a high performing coach at that. So tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, because, and honestly, the fact that, well, I kind of proved a little bit of it
1: during my, when I would just start a theater or start a choir or just join, say in the community, Hey, cause I'm good. I know how to do stuff. Cause I was raised singing and performing and I play the piano and I'm musical, but mm. I didn't have a degree. And so, but it didn't really, maybe there were times when I had to go, oh, I don't have a degree. So uh, I don't remember. F- I feel, I felt like that with the book for sure. But I didn't feel that way when I would start musical groups because I think I had so much experience directing choirs in church or kids programs or whatever that I just kind of went, well, why wouldn't I do that? Let's go. You know. So I just kind of jumped into that from a, from a natural ability growing up doing that. But when I wrote the book, that was it. And I'm not really a writer at all. Like I'm a speaker, right? So I speak and it's painful for speakers (laughs) to have to commit to something in writing. I don't even do PowerPoints when I speak because it's too confining. Don't box me in. Like, I don't want to have to follow something. I'm going to be free spirited and the universe is going to guide and don't make me have to. And my editors were like, Kim, you're not a speaker here. You're, you're writing a
0: book. It has to be follow-up that I'm like,
1: Oh, it's, so talk about my monsters a,
0: came out. It is a monster. I, it is. Cause I went through the same thing. I've never, ever said that I was a writer ever, yeah. but <laughs> then you sit down to write a book you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> crap. I thought this was going to be easier. I thought I was going to get something for
1: nothing. You know, and I thought mm-hmm. I was going to just write mm. the book. So the book came as a result, honestly, of these 20, 30 years in the trenches, mostly working in network marketing, relationship marketing, building. And the interesting thing is, is that I, over those years, as I was coaching people in that structure, in that context, it didn't matter how many people, how much money they made, how beautiful they were, how smart they were, how outwardly successful they seemed, you know, those people that have it all together, Uh those people... Uh-huh. You know what? <laughs> they Every single one of them had the same situation. They all felt like there was a voice that said they're not good enough. In fact, the more perfect they were, the more suspect I became. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, wait, do you have that voice too? <gasps> yes. And I don't like But it's funny, the more letters after someone's name, the more I go,
0: hmm, mm. hmm. This yes. is interesting. The overcompensation. So, oh. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, yeah. which
1: is exactly the premise. One of the biggest premises of the book. It's called "The Monster Under the Bed: Uncovering the Lie That Drives Us." Like without the mm. subtitle, it sounds like a kids' book. Uh, and it is kind of about. It is about when we were kids and we didn't have the brain equipment, so we didn't have our identity didn't have full capacity to access the logical brain. So it was emotional only. So when you had you know maybe your mom slapped your hand or pulled you out of the street or yelled at you maybe she was frustrated whatever the reason it yeah. didn't matter to the little me because it just meant here's what here's what i believe happens when we're born and what we're born with we're born with the survival brain we're born with that brain that says the running question without words without language but the running emotional question is am i okay am i okay see we're we're primates we have to be taken care of for a long time compared right. to the deer that get born out in my yard. <laughs> like we have to be taken care of. So yeah. we've got to make sure in our in our innate wiring is the emotional radar that says, okay, am I okay to you? How about you? How about you? Am I okay? Am I going to survive? Are you going to take care of me? Right. And I'm putting words to it, but there were no words initially. It's a feeling. And when that, the threat of survival, which could mean to a little illogical, no logical brain yet developed in that six-month-old, and you're left sitting on the floor playing with your toys, and your mom gets up to answer the phone and leaves you, and God forbid you would leave your little baby in a room crying at night in the dark, like, oh my gosh, if I could go back now, (laughs) what I know. Because that little baby has, with that running emotional question under everything, am I okay? Do you love me? Are you going to take care of me? Blah, blah, blah. There's no way that little six-month-old would ever come to the conclusion that I'm okay because it didn't have any reason. The reasonable brain, the logical brain, is not developed till mid twenties. The I mean, mid, yes, yeah, yes, it is yes. fully developed. Some and some people I still wonder about in their forties, but <laughs> I'm just do. saying because you know why the emotional brain. Well, so the survival brain only speaks in and hears emotion. So when the threat of anything, as illogical as it is, like the mom leaving the room, the threat is, sparks the amygdala that says, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, you may not survive. Danger, Will Robinson, you may (laughs) die here. Even, and these are not words, these are feelings. So it says, you better be okay. You better make sure they like you. You better smile at them when they smile. You better give them what they want. You better prove you're okay. Don't let them see that you're not. So the basis of all of our identity in my theory, and mm-hmm. it's just a theory, but it kind of works with, so far with everybody I've dealt with, <laughs> is that the, the monster under the bed is the lie that we're not okay as we were, that we needed to either hide, which is the flight, right. you know, the amygdala is flight or fight. Mm-hmm. I think flight was first because I think that's the feeling of, oh, oh yeah. no, I'm not okay, right? So let me hide, hope they don't see that I'm not okay. Or the amygdala comes in and says, uh-uh-uh, you've got to be okay because they got to take care of you and you've got to make it in this world. So you go prove it, go do something to prove you're okay. And that stems from, so like the lies are just things like, basically I'm not okay, but they are, they have little, um, what's the word kind of like, um, configurations, like your fingerprint, like there's different configurations. Okay, had, I was
0: going to ask, do you think it's kind of like you're imprinted? I mean, one, we get a lot of the stuff from our parents Yes, and our, and the ancestors before, like we're born with junk (laughs) baggage um, and feelings that aren't always ours, but what was passed on to us. Um, But do you think the other part is like the not feeling worthy and people's needing approval from others? We all need approval from others because that's survival.
1: Yeah. See, when people realize it's not a character flaw or a moral deficit to have these feelings, it actually was there because we had to have people think we were okay or no, take care of us. And illogically, see, now I'm talking, who I'm talking to right now is your logical brain. Right. And so it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of you, most of us struggle with the conflict continually between Absolutely. our logical brain and our emotional brain side, right? There's a disconnect and we don't know why we don't do or why we do do what we don't or do do. You know what I mean? So it's like, wait, <laughs> how come I, I know better, but why don't I do that? It's because your three-year-old mm-hmm. emotionally has hijacked now because your logical brain didn't develop till mid-20s fully. So right. your whole identity has been steeped in fight, flight, prove. And the one of the phrases I say in the book is that you can never get enough of what you never needed to begin with. Wow, But you don't know that. So it's that ever driving, ever craving. I can't, because right. I would coach people that were millionaires. Wasn't ever enough. Wasn't good enough. I was in a weight loss business. No, they could never lose enough weight. They couldn't feel R- good they about their body. never felt worthy. I, exactly. I, that I get,
0: because that, that comes up obviously in the, in the confidence world as we're talking yes. about it, the, the not feeling. And it's worth and worthiness are different. You can have a ton of money and still not feel worthy. Yes. Um, you can also be broke. Yes. <laughs> and feel fantastic. So yes. yeah, it is a mindset. Um, and it is how we accept. It's so funny. Cause I think, I think I was born with the logical brain, like in play before the emotional one. <laughs> um, and Why? then I, I always go back and kind of like, Oh, wait a second. I just, I always, I always like have to go very tactical. I'm like, I make, it makes sense for me, all logical trainings and thought plans. Like I'm good. You start throwing all the emotional stuff. I'm like, oh, now you have got me thinking, overthinking things. <laughs> hmm, interesting. Well, what I have seen, I have a son who's an attorney, and he just says,
1: "Mom, I am not because my th- my theory again. I don't have to be right, and doesn't have to be 100 percent. My theory is is that we are all emotional, and emotional the emotional part of us is actually ruling the roost. It's in the driver's seat, and then we use the logical brain to defend. To rationalize and to, you know, justify what the emotional brain says. So as I'm talking to my very logical son right. who says, No, mom, mom, no, that is not true. That is not me. Mom, that is not me. There's mom, the emotion. No.
0: Right. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Sure. Well, I would say I I think I respond like if I if I want something, if I'm interested in something, obviously that's the emotion, like boom, like I wanna, I wanna buy it now kind of feeling. So I know in that capacity, yes, I run with the emotion, but I guess it's in the learning and development side, I am definitely, the logical line is where I can succeed, where I can actually see progress. Yeah. The emotional one gets a little confusing, but yes, but I do operate, I, I, we do operate on both. But if if I want something, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going with my gut, like right there, do it yeah. right now. Well, and you've done a lot of
1: self-work, right? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I think we can, obviously, if I didn't think we could rewire, yeah. then I wouldn't uh, have any hope. So my book talks about some, some strategies of rewiring because it is what fires together wires together. And when we were little- Oh, I love that. We fired our neurons. It's actually neural pathways. The thought and emotion loop are all physiological, neurological. They're not woo-woo, spiritual, you know, well, spiritual to me is everything, but it's all, it's actually a brain connection that when you had an emotional experience when you were young or even to this day, good or bad, it's not, it's, it's neutral in, in the law. It works for either way. But when you have to the degree you have an emotional experience, you're going to fire neurons together. Right. And then wiring is repetition over and over. So, when I decided I was not good enough or I was stupid or I was not worthy or um, my configuration was I'm only average. Mm. So, my, so yeah. my, my um, fight mode yeah. was I need to be special. Special mm. was my, you know, that was my word. So, everywhere I'm going, I'm like trying to be special. Well, what happens is, is I was special in a few things, but then I left a wake of damaged people in my path because I had to be the most special. So, yeah, to, sucks to be you because you're in my presence now, and I,
0: <laughs> right? So, oh, Kim, I feel like we've crossed paths many, many times <laughs> in our lives. Um, I'm curious, does the book relate to the course? Are they, do they intertwine? No. Are they two separate entities? Yeah, they're two separate because at
1: the end of the book, finally, I just went, okay, I got to be done. Because by the time I'd got to the end of the book, it took me a couple years to do this because I kept going, okay, by the time my understanding deepened at the, by the end of the book, mm-hmm. I had to go back to the beginning of the book and wait, I didn't quite say that right at the beginning now. So I got to like, honestly, and my editors were like, just, just just be just done. Give just give be it to done. Us Write another book if you need <laughs> yeah. to, but just be done with this. So anyway, but in the book, just saying, just to answer that question too, is I identify ten monster tracks that are like evidences in our daily life. For num for example, number one is shame. Shame, mm. I believe, is that first feeling we felt. Yeah. And then like people pleasing or perfectionism or comparison or blame. These are all things that if you find yourself getting your button pushed, right? Yeah. Or compulsion. These are all one of the 10 monster tracks and since the book I've actually I found my number one monster track after the book was written. It's really? con- it's control. Yeah. Mm. Hello. Control. That is my number one, but I was too under it to even identify it. Right. <laughs> I was I was working from it. But anyway, so, no, this new program, I leave people kind of hanging in the book a little bit because I gave what I got. Like, here, I had a love epiphany. It was very, it was a very cool supernatural thing that happened to me. So, here, I hope you all can have your own love epiphany. Good luck. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I did it. talk about meditation and whatever, but honestly, I didn't feel like that's also stopped me from finishing the book because I'm like, I got to give them more hope than just nothing. But I finished the book. And then the last couple of years, well, the book came out a year ago now, but for like a, even a year before that, as I was trying to figure out what, am, what hope am I offering people with this thing? How am I ending it? Nothing. So I've, I learned this principle called re this last year. It's, it's a combination of relax and allow. I love and, this because we talked about this when we yes. chatted before. I love that. It's a game changer for a control freak like me, honestly, because I am a doer. I can get things done. I'm a goal setter. I'm a goal achiever. I'm a bop, bop, bot. Let's just go oh, this is so painful. This is so incredibly painful. And the the fear is, is that I'm just going to be a worthless blob. That's not yeah. going to do nothing. Just sit around and watch daytime soap operas and eat oh, bonbons.
0: Kim, never, 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 never. Well,
1: but that's the fear. In fact, <laughs> I know. It is a, it's a feeling like I'm going to die. That's mm. what it feels like to stop myself from that, what I call monster energy, right? Like, ah, yeah. oh, okay, let's go. Because it's actually my body's actually addicted to those chemicals of 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 adrenaline, and you know it's a actual chemical. No, it's real.
0: It Um, is. I I think we spoke about this prior, but I was a talent agent and manager for twelve years. that that was my first career out of college, and it's very high pace. Very much like for for those who don't understand entertainment, I always try to compare this job to think of the stock market. It's that high pace. It's that intense. It's crazy vicious, loud, yeah. <laughs> all those wow. things. Yeah. But it is addicting. And yeah. the money and the pace and the crazy and there's something called it's a little different now but there was pilot season which is when television shows mm-hmm. are cast and filmed and it is this little tiny window of time during the year where it is 24/7 where if features take a little longer to get cast and made but television world it's like it's like imagine the movie wall street and just everything exploding out of your head so i understand and it's it's strange because out of it i was like oh i'm gonna finally like you know have a different pace but i thrive on that high intensity pace um and i don't have any problem getting back into it i have to i have to stop myself and be like take a, take a moment. You don't need to be operating like this, but it's, it's, it's very hard. addicting, very, very hard. addicting. Yeah. yeah. So it is like you're going through withdrawal because you yeah. sit there and go, oh, oh,
1: like you need a hit, you know? And yeah. It because when
0: it's too slow, I'm just going to fall asleep. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this new program
1: actually came from this. I read the book. I read this book. If any of you have read um, Michael Singer's, the um, Surrender Experiment and holy cow it was like lightning bolt from heaven to me at awesome. the time where i was you know it's hard for me to recommend books cuz everyone's at a different place but that book for me and i kept hearing that voice inside going you know what kim let go let go let go
0: no oh, my God, oh. you know it was just like the this- world is not going to crash you're going to you're going to yeah, be okay yeah but that's logical
1: that's the logical brain i, know, I Hello? know it is the emotional brain that says the fear brain fear. So, I'm, my whole premise now, this program that actually came through the process of reallowing, so I'm, I'm seeing that it's evidence. It's not that you're going to sit around and do nothing, but the most powerful force in the universe is predisposed to your good, to you, to your success, to your growth, to your alignment with who you really are. And that is what this new program for me is all about. It's beautiful. It's called it's IgniteVision.be, but it's really about people understand we have four pillars that are kind of our creed. Number one is that we are a piece of God, the divine, infinite intelligence. We're created from it, and we are a piece of it. So we didn't need to do anything. We just need to discover it, not become. We're not becoming. We're just discovering and aligning with it. That's the trick. Number two is life happens for me. It doesn't happen to me. There yes. are no accidents. Thank you, Tony
0: Robbins. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's a really <laughs> big one, and I think he probably got it from someone else. Oh,
0: I'm sure it came
1: from Jim. I'm sure it came from Jim Rohn. Just like yeah, but even before Jim Rohn, it's like yeah, all things work together for good. You know, yeah. it's a scripture, but you know, it's like yeah, but but see, they don't. They are logical until they actually go to the deep knowing place, right? Yeah. So the deep knowing is where we really know. Uh, the third one is now is all there is. There is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday. And now, now, now.
0: Sorry, say that one again because I have a few listeners that I, (laughs) this is something I talk about all the time. Please say that again, Kim. Okay. So now is
1: all there is. There is now only now, 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 now. There is no tomorrow. There is no yesterday. There's no before. There's no after. There's no then. There's no there. Now, oh, wait, now, now. Oh, now. It's only now. And that is an end. Authentic gratitude is what keeps us in the now. If you start going to what you did before with the guilt and the shame and the mm-hmm. blame and the resentment, or mm-hmm. you, you project all that into the future, see, that's where the majority of our energy is spent. Because if we just lived in now, now is perfect as you are right now. Mm-hmm. Really powerful. And uh. most people can't hear that
0: for a long time. So your listeners are just, if they're still listening, they'll get it in a minute. It's okay. Everyone just stop, rewind 30 seconds, a minute, go back, listen again, because I cannot tell you how many people I say that to on a daily yeah. basis. That is so powerful. It is about the now. Ah good and just good, good. Preach hallelujah
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one is the relau principle it's relaxing and allowing and this is a key phrase that came through relauing actually was that this openness willingness i even want to add willingness to relau brings the flood and the flow of inspired ideas and actions it's not that you're going to sit around doing nothing but the power that creates worlds is actually going to work through you if you stop acting from fear, acting from the old wiring of our little self that needed to prove something, acting that, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. Adrenaline junkie, and just relax and go, okay, like Moses at the Red Sea, okay, behold the glory of God. Like, I'm not waxing religious, but honestly, these are such powerful. Ah, uh, universal principles like gravity. If you would let go, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. Right. But, you know, like or whatever. Let, let go and let go and God. Let God. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay. I know these that are one. like <laughs> cliches, but yeah. honestly, there's such power, and your concept of God is going to determine what that even means for you. That's why pillar number one is so important because we have, we were created from that source. So, anyway,
0: it's a long story, but that's no. Igna I Vision. love it. I love it, and I think. Uh, many years ago, Gabby Bernstein helped me to like wrap my brain around all of that because I didn't grow up in a very religious home and it was hard for me to use that concept. But when she uses the word source or the word love, I'm like, yeah, got it. yes, Got it. I just, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm unpacking a lot of baggage too, because I grew up very (laughs) religious and some of it was great. I mean, it wasn't, it's nothing's all or nothing. That's one of my monster tracks is living in an all or nothing. So there's a thread of truth that runs through all of it. But what happens in Ignite Vision now that I'm just seeing, like it's really new uh, in the last couple of months and I've really just let it, I've relowed, right? I'm just letting it kind of show up as it shows up. But what we do every day is, this came to me through relowing, is that everybody needs a structure or a context or a support system to actually do the do so a half hour a day there's a live call right now we have three the live calls and we're going to add more as more people come on with more time zones i actually my visionary part of me sees a i call them dve their daily vision experience calls ooh, ooh like and that. they're 30 minutes live i see them happening every hour on the hour Twenty-four hours a day, mm. seven days a week. Someday, because the demand is going to be there. It's kind of like spiritual Peloton, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, can you trademark that? I want to, <laughs> but it's thirty minute, fifteen minutes is a guided imagery. I'm an NLP practitioner as well, so I know. Like I've really learned a lot about using the imagination and unwiring and rewiring. This right. was my beautiful. These are my solutions that the book didn't have, and it's actually going in to do at the emotional level, not therapy. We don't go in and ask what happened and why and who did what. No, we just go in and rewire it emotionally. So for 15 minutes, it's that kind of an exercise live. And then 15 minutes after is just journaling together on Zoom. So people video, they see each other on and it's like, I'm not, because you could be journaling and meditating now by yourself, right? Some people do. Absolutely. But to do it with a group is so powerful. It's like the Peloton thing. So it's, anyway.
0: Oh, there no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm 100%. I love it. And it's, I, we, again, you and I chat about this. I've been doing, um, I love the NLP stuff. I've been doing, hello, emotion code, um, since yeah. the fall, which I am just absolutely in love with. And, um, I have an awesome practitioner and it's, it's amazing because really after that half hour, you just, you just really let that stuff go and move yeah. on. And it's, it's beautiful and it's powerful. Who, reali- yeah. who knew how much baggage we had, but holy moly. Yeah. I, I thought I had, a, <laughs> I thought I had like worked all that stuff out and nope. It just nope. keeps it. Just, there it is again. layers after layers. I yeah. think about like the rings of a tree. Yeah. Um, I guess so. However old you are, <laughs> there's more rings. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. So that's what I'm doing and I'm I love uh, highly it. inspired. And I'm, I'm so happy you shared all of this with um, our listeners. I definitely want them to know the best place to find you for both your book and for the course. Um, Is it evergreen? Can they jump in anytime or is there, is there a certain date that it's starting again? No, it's evergreen.
1: And now I'm just kind of in the throes. Like this is my pretty much pilot. I still kind of think of it, although I think of life as a pilot program anyway, but like, I really want to gather the data from the more people that show up and how it affects them. And I know I'm not all things to all people. So I know there's not going to be, you know, not everyone. I already see people who don't resonate and they're like, and I go, great, great. No problem. Like there's no pressure to stay. I just want your feedback. So I have a little feedback form. So even if people don't stay past the seven days, and then there's another level they can work into, which is actually being placed in a small synergy group, that um, deals with four pillar living weekly with an hour. And they're just like a powerful mastermind group that are dealing with these principles. They're on the DVE calls as regularly as they can during the week. Awesome! So when they get on their synergy group, it's just just really powerful. It's amazing. So I'm very happy so far.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Will you please share with us um, the website you'd like them to find you at? Well, there's kimfisk.com
1: dot ecom and then and that's just my generic website I haven't really spent a whole lot of time I did a book tour last year called Heal the World and I think that's still up they can find my book there and they can also find Ignite Vision on that website up at the top tab but if they want to just go directly to Ignite Vision it's ignitevision.be wonderful so there you go
0: and what's your handle on Instagram?
1: Kim Fisk I think
0: wonderful <laughs> <laughs> We'll make sure it's in the show notes so everyone can find you. Okay. Um, Thank you so much, Kim. I have one last question before we wrap up for the day, but I was so much fun talking to you and hearing about all your projects because the energy that you bring, if you guys could only see her, she's just like, she's so animated and excited and she loves what she's doing. And when that passion comes out, you know it's going to be a great project. So that's super exciting. Uh, Thank you. So back to my Hollywood days, Um, I like to play this little game at the end. We ask one question. Kim, if someone was to play you in the story of your life, which actor or actor would it be? Wow. That's,
1: you didn't prepare me for that question, girl. No,
0: nope, That's always, that's the zinger because the part, I, it's always huh? interesting to me what people think about themselves or, or who they align with. Um, well. I
1: mean, it's got to be Oprah or Ellen, but woo! All yeah, right, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not black and I'm not gay, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I'm authentic, right? That's you what I You are 100 authentic. But yes, those women, yeah, represent to me as authenticity. That and and Brene Brown. I don't, she's not an actress, but you know, these are people or, okay, wait, wait, hold the phone. Now there's Liz Gilbert and there's, you know, like, but they're not actresses either, but it's, these are the people that really have resonated with me
0: over the course of my spiritual development. So. I think that's great. Um, if I were to give just a quick, like my first instinct, Blythe Danner. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. She's just gracious. the role she plays on on her inner characters, or do you know her no, personally? No, I just
0: think she's gracious, she's she's elegant, she's smart, and there's something about your the physicality of the two of you. I was just, I don't know. I, okay. I, got, I got a Blythe Danner feel. I, I could be Good. totally wrong. Um, Most of your listeners don't even know who Blythe Danner is. Shame on you. She's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom. Um, <laughs> she's whose mom? Gwyneth Paltrow. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh my gosh. See, yeah. I, know, I know Blythe's generation. Not going as as much. Yeah, so no, that's but funny. There's, there's this elegance and, and sophistication, and I don't just okay, good. I'm a huge fan. I think she's I'll amazing. Take it. Good, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. No, thank you. It was wonderful. Kim, I'll make sure everyone has again um, your information so they can find you and find the course again. Monster under the bed and ignite your vision. And just, thank, ignite thank you, vision. Sh- just ignite vision. Oh, just ignite vision. Sorry, yep, ignite so that's that's vision. Okay. Yep, yep. That's okay. Ignite
1: vision. My, my bad. That's all right. Just didn't want to go to ignite your vision. <laughs> no, don't go there. Don't. Well, I want you to ignite your vision at Ignite Vision.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much, right, Kim Fisk. Annie. It was a pleasure. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. Please make sure to tag The Confidence Crown and Kim Fisk on IG with your takeaways from today so we can respond to you. And then tell three friends about The Confidence Crown and make sure you've subscribed so that I know that you know that I know you're listening to The Confidence Crown.